Before we dive into this podcast, I want to take a moment to guide you through some breath work. Now, the reason I want to start with this is that breath work has a powerful ability to allow us to have clarity of thought and to allow our nervous systems to go into a state of relaxation, which will allow us to focus better on what we're taking in from our environment. So start with me here. I want you to take a deep breath through your nose and then another deep breath through your nose while holding that. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Let's do that again. So two deep inhales through your nose. Slow exhale through your mouth. One last time, two, two deep inhales through your nose. One slow exhale through your mouth. Thank you for joining this in breathwork practice, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Rewiring Health. This podcast is for those of you who have an eating disorder, chronic pain, or both. In this channel, we'll dive deep into inspirational stories of those who have healed from both and also get into the mind-body connection and how we can heal the mind through the body and also heal the body through the mind. Come and join me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rewiring Health. Today, I have a really important topic, especially for those of you who have experienced chronic pain or currently are experiencing chronic pain. And I want to bring this topic in because I think it's so important that we understand why so many individuals go through years of experiencing chronic pain without achieving the relief that they want or having any change in function or improvement in the pain. So today I'm going to talk to you about four common mistakes that people make when seeking relief from chronic pain. And I want to preface this in saying that chronic pain is extremely complex. There are many entities to it. There are many individualized um, impacts that uh, affect the level and degree that someone experiences chronic pain. And when I go through these common mistakes that people make, I want you to receive it in the most non-judgmental way for yourself because it is not necessarily a fault of yours if you are making any of these mistakes. Unfortunately, around chronic pain, there's a lack of understanding um, in general. There's also a lack of support for individuals um, going through chronic pain. And a lot of these um, concepts con are con contributed by how our society uh, essentially has handled chronic pain. And unfortunately, it has not been great. So I want to um, exhibit some of these common mistakes because if it can help you move forward or have a little more awareness of what might not be serving you to move towards your goals of pain relief, then that is my intention of this. But again, I want you to take these and receive these in the most non-judgmental way for yourself. So the first one I want to talk about is that 
one common mistake people with chronic pain often make is surrounding themselves with other people who are also experiencing chronic pain. And while I understand completely having a great support system and being around people who can understand what you're going through, I want to caution you in how you're going about that. I have been part of a lot of Facebook forums and Facebook groups, um, chronic pain groups, uh, chronic pain management groups. And while they can be extremely beneficial for allowing people to um, share ideas of what has worked and what hasn't worked, um, there, there absolutely are positives of those. And I don't wanna completely dismiss that. There are definitely positives of being part of a group of people who understand what you're going through. But when you are part of that, one thing to be aware of is that, are you internalizing the stories that others are sharing? So from my experience, both having chronic pain and also working with individuals with chronic pain is that we tend to be very sensitive individuals. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times you can uh, hear a story and you can almost feel what that person's going through. You're very empathetic to them. And a lot of times it's hard to separate yourself from what their story is to what your reality is. And that's the caution I wanna give you when you're part of a group of people who are also going through chronic pain is that when you hear their stories or you hear that they've been in pain for 25 years and they've gone through this procedure and that procedure, and that didn't work and they only got worse. Are you taking their stories and internalizing those and feeling their stress, feeling their angst um, with what they've gone through? And that's where the common mistake comes in is that a lot of times when we hear things of people who we can relate to, a lot of times we almost think that that is our inevitable future. And that is not the case because again, Pain is very individualized, very um, unique to everyone and how it comes about and how it transpires. So you can't compare your story to someone else's because again, it can be very, very different. So that's one common mistake is that people who join these groups of people going through chronic pain, when they internalize and feel that angst and anxiety and um, dismay that other people are going through, it actually perpetuates what's going on in their nervous system. And the nervous system is essentially the core of chronic pain. So when you have a source of information that's basically feeding that stress response in your own body, it will actually exacerbate your pain. And that's the mistake that we need to limit is what are you taking in from your environment that is perpetuating your nervous system response? And that is crucial in achieving relief from chronic pain. Another common mistake I wanna cover is that many times, and again, our medical system tends to perpetuate this is that only the symptoms of the chronic pain get addressed, not the actual root cause of the chronic pain. And what I mean by that is that if you're experiencing chronic pain, a lot of times you're given medication to 
essentially mask it or, or uh, dim that chronic pain. Um, many times you go through surgeries or procedures that are aimed at decreasing the pain experience. But again, all those things are only for symptom relief. And while I am, you know, uh, not against those in a way, they all serve a purpose in some way. Um, it's important to recognize if you're using something to dim the symptoms, what are you doing in the meantime to actually get at the root cause? Because if you are using medication or whatever it may be, to decrease the amount of pain you're experiencing, every time that medication wears off, the pain will actually come back. And sometimes it comes back worse. And so unless you're doing something in conjunction with a pain medication or something by itself that's addr addressing the root cause, that pain is always going to linger because the actual cause of the pain is not being addressed. And I've used this analogy in other um, times I've spoken about it, but it's essentially like you're weeding a garden. And if you were just to pull the leaves off that weed, the plant will grow back. It, it just grows back quicker and it just comes back. It's not actually out of your garden. But if you take the root system out, that plant is removed. And that is essentially what the difference is between addressing the symptoms, just taking the leaves off, versus addressing the root system. And if we address the root system, now we have a chance to actually have relief from chronic pain. And you may be asking yourself, well, how do I address the root system? What does that mean? And what I mean by that is that the nervous system is essentially what is creating that pain response. Your nervous system is essentially the operating system of your body. It is what dictates what to do when, when to release hormones, when to release neurotransmitters. How do we keep this system balanced? How do we keep it protected? And a lot of times when someone has experienced trauma or an, an injury um, or anything that has initiated that pain response, our nervous system goes into this protective mama bear mode where it is essentially hypersensitive and trying to protect everything so much so that now we have this pain cycle. And that essentially will continue until we can use our nervous system to our advantage and help it get, become regulated and make it feel safe again. And there's a lot of techniques you can do with that as far as nervous system regulation. But again, if you're not doing those in conjunction with the symptom management, um, then again, we're just only setting the system up to continue to experience pain. So that is another common mistake that's made when trying to achieve relief from chronic pain. Another common mistake is, is the lack of a realistic system that you can implement. So many people I've worked with um, will take in information from a lot of resources and, and try to learn what works best for many different people. And again, like I said, it's very individualized what works for you. And having a system that you can actually implement on a daily basis 
without feeling completely exhausted or overwhelmed is absolutely crucial for a long-term relief. And a lot of times, especially with the women I work with who have had a history, a history of eating disorder, there's this uh, mindset of all or none. And when you are experiencing chronic pain, it motivates you. It creates that dopamine release in your brain that says, yes, let's keep going more of this. But if anyone's gone through some chronic pain relief um, or any kind of system to achieve chronic pain relief, you know it's never a linear journey. It's never just continues to get better. There will be flare-ups. There will be days that are more challenging than others. And a lot of times when we have that all or none mentality, we can get derailed very quickly. So maybe you had a whole week of doing really well and feeling like you're on a good, a good track and then you had something happen, maybe a stressful situation um, or anything you've gone through that sets you back a little bit or makes you have more pain. A lot of times when we have that all or none, that will derail us. Like I give up, I, I tried everything I could. What else am I supposed to do? And that is so important to recognize that <clears throat> we have to be realistic with what our expectations are for healing. And healing again will be a roller coaster ride. And if you know that going in, it is much easier to overcome some of those more difficult times when things aren't technically going well to continue down that path. It's also really important to have a system that is realistic to your lifestyle. If you're very busy or easily overwhelmed or just in a very um, aggravated state right now, taking it a little slower and having something that is manageable will be absolutely critical for your healing. Trying to implement 7 million different things at once will not be beneficial to you. You may be gung-ho in the beginning to implement all these things because they can be useful, but our brains will, can only do so much and can change so much in the period of time. So we need to be aware of how much are we trying to change at once and also our motivation versus consistently consistent level excuse me, consistency levels will also change. So if you've ever started a new program, you know you're very motivated in the first week or two weeks. And then as it becomes kind of old hat, your motivation tends to kind of die off and it becomes harder to implement those things. And when that motivation dies off, that's when that consistency and realistic expectations needs to kind of take over. And if we're bombarding ourselves with all these changes, we will only set ourselves up to fail because when the motivation kind of dies off, it's going to be very difficult to keep that consistent pattern of doing anything if you feel like it's just more of a burden or something you have to do or get the time to do it. So that's where a consistent, realistic system where you have support and you can make those modifications along the way are absolutely critical for your healing in yourself. 
another thing just going off of that as well is the perfectionism mindset. So this is something, again, if you've gone through an eating disorder, you know, this is something many, many of us struggle with and myself included perfectionism is an ongoing theme in my life and always something I am trying to be aware of and not feed into. And um, again, while I have overcome a lot and have gotten myself in a better place to say that it, it does not come up is, is not true. It, it absolutely does come up from time to time. So we need to be aware of our perfectionism mindset. And again, recognizing and being prepared for anything that might not necessarily go the way we thought it would go. And if we can prepare our brains to be ready for that, because essentially it's inevitable, nothing is perfect, nothing will go the way you thought it would. Um, and I guess, again, our best intentions are filled with disruption. Um, we can have great intention of all doing all these things, but life is about disruption. And if you have the tools in place to overcome that disruption, then now you're setting yourself up for success. So just having that awareness of perfectionism, how is it impacting you? And what are your expectations for the healing process? My last uh, common mistake I wanna talk to you about today is catastrophizing and fear-focused mindset. So this is a big one. Um, I actually had a woman I worked with the other day and she was changing her bed, her linen, and was lifting and twisting while doing that and had this flare up in her back pain. And when I saw her, she was extremely uh, fearful of doing anything else. So she has some cats that she takes care of that, that are her cats, but um, <laughs> she has some cats that she needs to take care of. And she um, has a lot of things that she needs to do for them. So like the kitty litter and all of that. And she, you know, putting food down. And because of this flare up, she was really struggling just to do that. So she was fearful that she couldn't take care of her cats. And she was fearful that she couldn't do all the things that she needed to do. Um, <clears throat> and she was just thinking of the worst case scenario. Like, what if I have to put my cats up for adoption because I can't take care of them anymore because of this pain that I just got in my back and, and I can't even do what I need to and put the sheets on. What if I can't take care of myself anymore? And, and what I, what, what if I become a burden to my family because of that? And she just kept going on everything that could possibly be wrong or, or every future, uh, thing that could happen that would not be to her benefit. And so she became very, very fear focused catastrophizing it, um, thinking the absolute worst case scenario in every aspect of her life. And when we do that, while it's an understandable, it's a natural reaction to think about everything that could go wrong, because again, our brains are wired to think more negatively. Unfortunately, it's something that we're all kind of wired to be like that. And this is more of a primitive wiring that came from our ancestors. It was something that allowed people to live and allowed people to um, not be eaten by a predator. They could uh, predict 
what could happen so that they could protect their system and survive. Um, so again, something that is hardwired in our brains to tend to think more of the negatives. But in this case, in more of the modern world and what we deal with on a daily basis, it does not serve us. And it has become a very maladaptive trait for many to always think of the negative scenario. So again, if this is you, don't judge yourself for that because it is a very natural human reaction, but awareness of it is absolutely critical for your healing process. So recognizing, is this just me catastrophizing it versus what is my reality right now? What is right in front of me today in this moment, not five hours from now, not five days from now, not a year from now. What is my, what am I dealing with right now in this moment? And that's all we can handle. So being aware of any kind of fear focused or catastrophizing beliefs is absolutely critical for healing. And so if you're somebody who tends to go into like the worst case scenario with anything that, that is not going great in your life, it is really important to be aware of that and recognize how that's impacting your healing process. And going off of pain science and the neurology um, of pain or the nervous system and how it interprets pain, when we have these catastrophizing beliefs and fear-focused beliefs, we tend to get into a more of a stress response. So our sympathetic branch of our autonomic nervous system starts ramping up in a way to say, we need to protect you because there's something that's going on that is threatening the system. And again, our brains aren't great at knowing and differentiating what's real versus what is what we interpret to be. So when we catastrophize, even though we can't predict what's gonna happen in five years, our brains sense that fear as being our reality for right now. And it responds to it. So when you're going through any kind of fear focused response, catastrophizing stress response, you'll probably notice an increase in your pain sensitivity because of that. And that's what we need to be aware of and start managing what our truths are versus what our brain is interpreting to be true. So that's another big mistake when we don't have a system in place to kind of cut off that catastrophizing and fear-focused behavior and, and thought process, um, or, or not at least recognize it for what it is. So those are my four common mistakes that I've seen with people with chronic pain. And I think it's so important to recognize these and see if these kind of fit how you are interpreting things or how you're managing or behaving or trying to seek relief in your chronic pain journey. So again, number one mistake, surrounding yourself with people who have chronic pain and owning their stories. Number two, only addressing the symptoms of pain. Number three, not having a realistic and consistent system in place to overcome some of those perfectionism mindset um, and all or nothing mindset behaviors. And then number four is catastrophizing and fear-focused mindset with pain. So 
I hope that helps to kind of serve you if, if you're someone who is going through chronic pain right now um, or have had it for many years. Um, and just to be aware, again, in the most non-judgmental way for yourself, because that won't serve you to find healing and achieve healing, but just to recognize, is this something that I'm doing on a daily basis? Because sometimes we're not even aware of what we're doing. We're so in survival mode that we don't even have that awareness because we're just trying to get through the day. So it's really important to just have the awareness of, are you going through your day with things that are serving you? Or are you going through your day that, with things that are actually hindering your healing process? So if you found this helpful, please feel free to leave a comment, a review below, subscribe to the channel, and I would love to hear from you. I think it's amazing to hear from listeners and viewers and um, any insight they have into anything I said today or any kind of questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. I hope that helps serve you throughout your day and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rewiring Health. To get updates on new episodes on this channel, please subscribe. And to support the channel, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review and rate it.